0: Hello, YouTube-averse, youtube uh, Unitube, Universal Tube, Tube of Uni, oh crap, I don't know what to call you anymore, this YouTube thing's really throwing my stride, or is it breaking my stride, ain't nothing gonna break my stride, nobody gonna slow me down except YouTube, well you're not slowing me down YouTube, not yet, it's just something we know is coming, Well, uh, insert bad coming joke here or refrain. Hey, universe, this is a quick, serious first time attempt at a public service announcement in case you're dumb enough to have your kids listening to this. Right? Right. The tone of my voice should tell you that I really think that would be dumb. Now, if you're a kid listening to this, well, whatever. Doing your thing, right? But if you're a mom who just happens to have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old in the back seat, and this is, for whatever reason, the thing playing in the car... Did I get your attention? No copyright infringement intended in case that particular group of nine notes happens to be somebody's masterpiece. But I thought I would do something abrupt because what's coming next is rather abrupt. And it is completely and totally inappropriate for children. And since now I'm on YouTube, reluctantly, and only for probably another week, well, during that week I would like to take all measures to prove to YouTube that I am never trying to put inappropriate content in front of children, including what comes next. And it keeps coming in an inappropriate way once it's done and finally finishing well it leaves a mess something that no children should have to clean up or even consider cleaning up ever are we cool will you go put on your sesame street cd now please and let the seven-year-old listen to this when they're 17 okay We're clear. Pause. Now back to the show. (laughs) Okay, maybe I can't help myself. Because I'm thinking, like, if YouTube were somehow to gain sentience and achieve some level of artificial intelligence presence as an entity of uh, responsive um, capabilities, and then let's say, it were to evolve from that initial uh, breakthrough to become a synthetic creature of complete reproductive uh, capacity, if all of that were to happen, and YouTube, in that process, I assume, remains male, right? I mean, don't we think? Isn't YouTube male? So, in that gender... uh, um allowance that i hope you will uh, tolerate well my question is what color would youtube's come be i mean my first thought is like mercury right but then no i'm thinking it would be more like that <clears throat> sort of almost dark gray background that sits behind the sign that says this video no longer available yeah, I'd be that color. Pause. Oh, and pause. And I said no jokes. I didn't say no bad stories about sci-fi possibilities regarding YouTube sentience. Did I? No. So, two, two, two. On pause. All right. I need to find my list of 500 things to check off in these recordings before I'm done, because I know talking about Android come was on that list, and we hadn't done that yet. So, check. Pause. I'm on pause. Well, embarrassingly, I think I may have misinterpreted my notes here because as I look at the actual list, it just says sentient AI coming. I think I meant arriving, imminent, on the horizon. I don't think I meant to be talking about the ascending sentient AI YouTube robots cum color. But since we've already been down there, I'm going to stick with dark charcoal. I just. I think if, if you're going to go with something, it's that or silver. And I like cars that are silver and come that's black. Whoa, 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 whoa. I like cars that are silver and coming on your back. I do not. I don't even. We're going to move on. Pause. And now, a word from our decorum department. Uh, We don't have one of those, remember? We never set anything like that up. Why would we? Mm, well, of course that explains why the first five minutes and 39 seconds on this recording exist. ha <sighs> If we record it, we will distribute it, in spite of our better instincts and advice from our lawyers. That was a word from our decorum department. Now back to the show. Um, pause. Okay. Um, YouTube, may I talk to you directly? Uh, thank you. Thank you, YouTube. Here's what I've been mulling since we broke up. And I'll admit, there was no official relationship established. We didn't have any. uh, We're not seeing other apps sort of agreement. Uh, I was using, I mean, if we're being honest, I'm still using it. But uh, I've been using NewPipe, other access to your content for a long time now. Because frankly, YouTube, what happened to you? You're the very definition of selling out to the man because you were the biggest reason people fell in love with the Internet and its potential. Because what YouTube showed us in the transition from ESPN, the magazine and Newsweek showing up in my door for informational access to the world at large, YouTube, you brought the world into everybody's living room. All at once. In an access portal we'd never, ever seen anything like before. And it was awesome. So awesome. I think I might have lost two or three jobs just staying home watching YouTube. Because how could the opportunity to learn and acknowledge All information accumulated worldwide so far in accessible, relatable video format, all in the palm of your hand. So fantastic was this opportunity that you literally changed the world. So powerful was your influence that when the CIA came knocking on your door and said, hey, we're taking this over and here's $38 billion so that you don't have to tell anybody what we're doing here. You said, sounds good. Here are the keys. That's the mainframe. Now, where's our check? Pause. Oh, pause. I mean, do you remember, you two, what it was like when people started learning stuff that they had forever been told to think a different way about? like the moon, or or vaccines. Shh, don't tell. Um, it was crazy. The conversations that occurred between people who'd known each other for years about subject matters that they had thought they were completely in on and aware of exactly what was going down, like, say, uh, Flat Earth, Well, people just started coming out of the woodworks with all this information about things that unless you happen to be passing in front of a a gun show in a rural North Dakota region, there was no way to get this information. But all of a sudden, open up your door to YouTube and what did you have? Access to every gun show in every rural American location that had ever happened across history because all that information was being compiled into one source. Okay, so does that mean you had to become a flat earther? Well, no, of course not. But the choice was finally yours to make. Because information you'd never been seen, had never been seen before, at least not in wide enough distribution for it to filter into your universe, was now just overwhelming your universe. You couldn't go on YouTube without having three or four videos in the feature feed that you knew you had to watch at some point in life, even if you couldn't do it on your lunch break, because, holy crap, you're telling me it's, what, that's not even possible. It's not possible that the moon is hollow. Is it? Okay, fuck lunch, I'm watching this. And off you go. And then five and a half hours later, when you're still in the lunchroom and they're turning the lights out, and your boss comes in and says, what are you doing in here? You say, I'm taking my lunch. We're closing the door. You're fired. You say, so do I have to leave or can I watch the end of this video? Pause. Unpause. And if you remember YouTube, you probably don't. But if you do, I was not a video guy. Fuck no. Video. You know the saying, the movie's always worse than the book. Yeah, because it is. Because video removes your imagination from the interpretation of what's occurring and gives you the visual imagery upon which you should... Depend. Letting your own mind activate, while way more creative and, and enticing, was replaced by mass video presentation that left you no time for reading. And maybe that's why nobody here in America this century reads. But having given up on the art of the word, I have not... Because to me, video was the cotton candy of information access. And not that it didn't have sustenance, but it always was fluffier than the density you could get through the written word or the exchange of ideas face-to-face. And so while video was always the passive acceptance of what might be, it's now become our reality. There is no more. Well, but what did the article say? What did the author have to say? What did what did the content originator say about this piece that's been interpreted by this video production team? No. No, now we think of just capturing video as content. And then as a result of this migration, what we've been left with are a dumber citizenry capable of misusing the word interpretate. And that trend isn't going away. I think one of the reasons the CIA came knocking on your door is not just that they saw the future of the world was video, but they knew by controlling the message that video presents, they could make people think literally whatever they wanted them to think. Because there's no more appealing to the author's idea and its originality from that point of generation because everything's being generated inside the basement of the CIA now. For their purposes and their purposes only. Well, and the NSAs, MSIs, and FBIs, and MI6, and uh, you know who you are. I get tired of naming all you. Pause. On pause. But one thing I do not get tired of is talking to Alia. Obviously, since I've done it now 465 times, just on the house for your benefit. Because, hello, uh, who should we directly communicate with today? How about the paratroopers of Australia's uh, secret uh, Perth uh, posse? Hey, guys. Um, you are the baddest ass men on the planet. We know. We know. We know. I mean, even the Navy SEALs look at you and say, Ah! Ah! Bad crush! But if we're left with this conversation between us and that's all we ever have well I'll feel like at least given your review of all 465 editions of my insanity on display that you've got a fair idea of who I am but if that 2 minute 12 second video of me on channel 9 is what you're going to go by instead well then what do you really know about me and Worse than that, the talking head interpretation of that moment that comes immediately thereafter, trying to break that scene down for you, is going to give you thoughts about me that are not only inaccurate, they're exactly wrong. They're the opposite of who I am. Because in that short clip of my demonstration of one moment in time in which I participated, well... I was more unlike myself than usual, but not only that, the interpretation of me, though maybe apt for the brief second you're looking at my life, is incorrect at any other moment you look at my life, because I'm just capable of having a moment of truly not me. I don't know why these are parts of the human experience. Maybe it's just my human experience, but... I sometimes turn around and think, "Well, what the what the fuck am I doing?" What just frustrated at my own inability to understand my motivations in the moment, and I'm not trying to ignore those actions as something possessed or not uh, accountable to my being and presence. No, they're me, but they're not the me that I'm aspiring and molding life to be. There are the exceptions to the general rule that I am this way. I say I attempt to be as kind, understanding, and forgiving in every moment of life on this planet as I can be because I know that I can't just say those are the ways I'll behave going forward and never behave another way. Humanity doesn't get that choice. We get to understand ourselves through the actions of doing things in the immediate space around us that vex us completely because we have no idea why we just did that. And as we come to know who we are, we can understand what triggers and and other microaggressions out there sent us down this one-time path to act in that one-off instance the way we did. And as we understand that, we roll back our insensitivities or our sensitivities or our lack of sensitivity, whatever it may be that got us to that point, we ask ourselves, was it worth it? Is that really who I am? Or is that a part of me triggered though I was that I know isn't me and that I will work and establish going forward as a platform of the new me that this is where I stand. Give me that chance again and I'll show you how I'll react this time. I will not wither in the face of your oppression. I will stand up to you. I will make sure I am heard, and I will fight you to my last breath. I mean, assuming you pussed out on something before that, right, pause? Oh, pause. Okay, this, uh, yeah, this, uh, All right, long overdue conversation point here. Actually, hang on a pause. I'm probably taking four of these to get to this one. Or just one, but you don't need to listen. All right, all right, right on. I think my mind is ready to wander into this briar patch. Whether or not it's ready to find brer Rabbit's door, we'll find out. But having just said pussed out, well, it's time to address the common uh, male put-down that is, what are you, a girl? And uh, this is... Just one of many ways to relay the same point of information. Oh, what would your wife say? <laughs> what are you, fag? Come on, you pussy. Um, if you're a boy on planet Earth that lives in America, and I imagine even in Hawaii and Alaska, but if you're this uh, somewhat lucky uh, manifestation of life on 8675309 Earth, male American, well... You've definitely heard the phrase, come on, you pussy. Because we've all heard it. Because when we're just with the boys and say, you do not want to jump off that garage roof into that snowdrift below, because what if you miss? You'll land in that gravel pit. And that legitimate fear, though overcome by four other boys in the group of seven, is not one today you're willing to overcome. Well, what's the penalty for this action? Eh, you get called a pussy for about two more years, and then on and off for the rest of your life. And, well, what's the problem with that? The problem with that is that the go-to, you're not man enough for it, is the implication that you're the weaker version of reality. You're a girl. And hmm, this uh, bias and uh, learned lesson is learned by every single male American from about preschool on. And if it's not embraced, it's still subliminally attached because it cannot be avoided. If you're a boy, you have been or have been the executor of... A statement that if you're not willing to do this, you're a girl. Because girls are weak. Now, <clears throat> admittedly, it's turned the other direction completely in the 21st century. It's the boys that are now weak. But they've been told that being boyish or, uh, shall we say, I don't want to say what boyish is right now. But there's... There's a limit. And when you go past that limit, well, now you're what's called uh, misogynistic or oppressive or um, uh, you are being uh, uh, an unwelcome presence among civilized and noble folk like girls. In fact, the best thing about girls is that there is no limit to their behavior Whatever behavior they're producing is fine. Because there used to be this stuff called slut shaming, which now doesn't exist. And that's fine. That's good even. That's progress because there's never been slut shaming for boys. But the limits that were on girls, we decided we didn't want to get rid of because we like the idea of limiting. But we're going to have to now apply that to boys. It's only fair because we applied it to girls for a while, and look what it did to them. It made them all fucking crazy. So, now that we've seen that, we don't want to do that anymore, so we're going to apply it to you, and maybe for once you'll prove you're strong enough, and man enough, to quit being pussies. Pause. Unpause. Come on, man. Get to the fucking original point, please. Right. Forgot what I got on to talk about last time. Got lost in that whole diatribe about limits. It's just as derogatory to use the word, what are you, a fag, implying femininity, implying weaker men, as it is to say, what are you, a girl, implying femininity, implying the weaker sex. There is a bias in America for strong, accomplished, and... Uh, willing to do what's necessary men. Because that's what all of our media is filled with. It's the only thing our media actually has, other than male characters to get made fun of for being not that. And what's odd is that 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 model of masculinity, while nominally achievable in micro-moments is unsustainable at any level, just like the uh, overwhelming iconic imagery of the female who can have it all, do it all, be it all, and not need a goddamn scent of masculinity in her presence to achieve these things is also completely false. I mean, There are moments in which you can appear as if that's all happening at once, and you can even achieve perhaps 9 out of 10 vectors simultaneously in your favor at once. But that isn't sustainable. In fact, the worst part about what we did here is by denigrating women for the entire 20th century, essentially, even forcing them to justify that they were competent enough to vote, well, by having this overwhelming scale of Tilted against them, women, rightly so, finally said, "Fuck off! Enough's enough." And we said, "Yeah." We wondered when you were going to speak up, and as they did, and as the acknowledgement of an entire uh, societal lean of oppression against them was recognized publicly, um, well, we swung those those scales right back in. A direction necessary. And I happened to come along right when the scales were simultaneously within about 5% of where they were going to be balanced. In other words, I walked into a world where it was pretty even. I felt like men and women in my life had very equal presence and each had authoritative influence of what I consider to be uh, a, a an equal playing field among themselves. I, I didn't see much uh uh limiting from men to women i saw a lot of uh enabling of women but this was the time when women were enabling themselves so i'm not saying men were giving them this room they were grabbing the opportunities and it was just a really dynamic time to be around because men were also questioning their their um the thought bubbles that they knew they were living inside of that maybe were just bubbles that it's been sent their way instead of things they really thought. So there was a whole bunch of self-introspection. There were a lot of ways that um, industries were recognizing some level of of, uh, of uh, favoritism toward men and were fixing it. So it felt like the world was getting better. And where you looked, you thought it was an awakening of a consciousness that we're all going to see a better world when we get what women are potentially capable of instead of what we've always told them that they should be doing. And yet what happened, because that world of what you're capable of was a world that was built of what men wanted to be capable of, or wanted to see as their achievable end goals, was we just threw women into the men game and said, go be men. And you were good at it, better at it than we were. And because there were no limits on you now, and there were now limits on male output in terms of what's overly masculine what's overly uh, um, domineering in your way of always thinking you're stronger than women physically because you are but you're no longer allowed to think that we want you to think of yourselves as just as strong as women but no stronger because there will be no more arm wrestling male female because that's just a stupid sport you always win we don't want to do that anymore so instead we're gonna we're gonna go to something like jump rope where women have a, a level playing field. Well, no, I hear you saying that we're just giving women advantages now that men used to take for granted. But see, if we don't give them advantages they can take for granted, then they'll never know how to take advantages for granted. And we, we need to let them learn that. Because the whole 21st century is going to collapse socially based on that level of ascension for women. Just like 20th century shit behind closed doors was all fucking being hammered out by men. Can we lose the 21st century to women being misguided, please? I'm not saying this was in the planning. I don't think anybody's... Well, anybody. Okay, Illuminati, in your clever ways. But this is just part of the human experience. A large part of it. And it's what's called unintended consequences. They happen all the fucking time, right, CIA? And because we gave up on the idea of traditional roles because tradition became a word that very much for me meant, well, we got to get rid of that because whatever that was, was part of the misogynistic uh, patriarchy that now we know was a piece of shit way of thinking. So tradition flew out the window and I have no tradition, zero. In fact, my family traditions, light though they are, are the only thing remotely traditional in my life. And that's a huge oversight and mistake on the part of our collective communities to not emphasize the value of tradition and tradition inherent to your framework for not just who you are and where you've been, but where you're going. Traditions are uh, they're, they're flagpoles that whenever you feel the least grounded in where you are with your own human ride, help you center yourself. So when they didn't exist or were being deemphasized to the degree they were, well, all that equanimity among the sexes that I was getting the benefit of, the loss of tradition was the counterbalance, the other side of that coin that was saying, okay, buddy, but when you get to a certain point in life and think, why is everything around here all about just one thing? And that's me, 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 me all the time. There's never anything about we. Well, that's the trade-off. You no longer think of your community as something upon which you look for stability. You think of it as the thing that took all potential uh, ascension and muffled it or downright suppressed it for, what, Sunday afternoon neighborhood picnics? Fuck that. Sunday afternoon, I gotta whack off to porn. I got things to do. boss um, Buzz. Holla for Hollis. Senior Batman, this episode got too long. We're thirty minutes into this thing. I still haven't talked about what I got on to talk about. I don't even know what I've talked about except some absurd shit about Robotcom. So, uh, do we want to just kill it for the day and then maybe try for a better run tomorrow? Huh? Well, let's 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 get one more point clear about uh, the only the only thing I can say about being born in 1969 is you just tripped into. Fifty years of the world changing year by year in such dynamic ways that the world in 2024 compared to the world I thought 2024 was going to look like is I don't think I could even have gotten one thing right it's all wrong none of it looks like what I thought would oh no video phone face-to-face video conferencing but that was because it was in 2001 a space odyssey right I mean like even that idea is just something I picked up along the way that the future would look like, and it just happens to turn out to be here. But the rest of it's wrong. It's None of this is what we were talking about the future would look like. And uh, and then to come to the understanding that <clears throat> the, the entire subconstruct of our world's arrangements are not what you thought they were. And then roll in the Mandela effect and everything else that happened and all the goddamn Camelioness advice and the growth and the complete shift of who I used to be to who I am. And never, ever, could I feel more connection to a song I've always disliked than the, well, how did I get here? Let the days go by as the water's underground. Ah... How did he know? How did the Bible know everything was going to turn upside down and truth would become lies and lies would become truth and all of that duplicity shit was going to happen? And now we're in the midst of it. And here I sit in my fourth day on YouTube thinking, how long can this last? How long can I speak the truth of my discombobulation? How long can I resonate against the emerging soul, purpose, and destiny I'm here to fulfill before YouTube says, well, yeah, okay, go do that somewhere else though, buddy, not here on YouTube. It feels like this is a ticking time bomb scene in a Get Smart episode where they set the timer for 30 days, but no, it says 30 minutes. Oh, damn it. What do we do now, smart? I don't fucking know. Give me my shoe phone. Call for help. What do we do? And I so got trapped by this question that for two years, I just sat thinking, well, somebody's going to fix it. This can't persist. I'm not the only one who can see with such clarity how broken the world is and how it got here. So where's the cavalry? And that's the point of reflection that led to... Fuck, we are the cavalry. This generation built on passive chill-out-man reactions. Well, that's the generation that is either going to watch the world implode or fix it. And knowing, unfortunately, that I'm part of that fucking generation... And realizing for once in my life, I didn't want the world to implode. Well, I thought, I just need to make sure everyone around me who can knows that there are still people who care. That this world can be better. This world should be better. And all we have to do is decide collectively that we'll make it better. And BAM! It'll be a better world for all of us. That's how it works. So I'm on board. Who else? Who else in the universe wants a better world? I hope it's all of us. Because if there are any people not playing, we want a better world in this game of eight, six, seven, five, three oh nine Earth? Well you know what we'll have to do with them, right? Yeah, convince them to be on our team. And I'm forgiving you right now for making me go through that work. Mr. Got-so-lost-on-this-planet-you-think-the-world-shouldn't-be-better-but-it-should-just-be-the-way-you-want-it-to-be? Well, Mr. Rockefeller, I say to thee, I'm still willing to show you that you have a soul. But you have to believe in a better world like the rest of us. (laughs)